What's up, you guys? It's Feline, and welcome to Feeling Feline yet again. This podcast is a safe space of talking about what's it like being in your 20s in the 20s. It was corny saying it at first, but now it's got a nice tune to it. This episode is going to be a hefty one, something we all have issues with right now at this age, and that's the never-ending battle of prioritizing our relationships versus ourselves. Alright, so let's just jump in and get started on this topic. Hey guys, what's happening? It's finally the first week of October. It's spooky season, but like six feet away. So anyways, this week I wanted to catch all up with what was going on this week. The first is the NBA Finals. We got the Heat versus the Lakers. That's right, we got LeBron versus our very young Tyler Hero. It's going to be a really crazy series. Right now the Heat won Game 3, and I still think the Lakers are going to win, but we'll just hang tight and see from there. In terms of basketball, that's that. But for music, Bryson Teller just came out with an album. It's called Anniversary. And it's apparently coming out with another one at the end of the season as well. So far, it's pretty good. It's just nice that he's coming back into the music industry. It's been a long while since he's released something good. And speaking of Bryson Teller, you guys remember when Trap Soul came out? And shortly after Drake's album, Views, came out? Those are my albums of Summer 16. And you guys remember Summer 16. Those are some good times. I mean, you know from Twitter, everyone still talks about Summer 16. Those are the good old days. And speaking of Summer 16, that was a very big summer for my life. A lot of changes went on just with myself, my friendships, my relationships, and just how I saw myself. And regardless of who entered my life and who left my life, it all happened for a reason, and I see that now. And looking back, it's been a good ride, even though a lot of things happened, whether it was good or bad. And honestly, everything that did happen, I still am grateful that it happened because it made me who I am today, and every single aspect of my history is who I am now. So yeah, I mean, relationships is a very big topic. It's applicable in not just your friends, but your significant other and your family members. So today I'm going to focus only on the significant other aspect, which is honestly one of my favorite topics. Because me personally, I think I have grown so much from how I viewed relationships and myself in a relationship since I was in high school. And if there's a major takeaway from all my experience since high school, it's that any experience you will not forget. There's always something about the experience that will follow you up until now, tomorrow, and years from now. Because again, looking at the psychology of it, all of our previous experiences help us learn in our future interactions. So that's why anything you experience in the past, it follows you. That being said, not just because you experienced something and you reacted a certain way doesn't mean you can actually keep it the same way for the future when it happens again or if it happens again. There are ways to change and ways to identify situations and problems that you can rightfully avoid if you expect it and you notice it right away. With every relationship, the most important thing you need to do is find a perfect balance between doing what's best for you and doing what's best for your partner and doing what's best for the both of you combined. Now let's be real. It's easier said than done. I know. I've tried and I'm still trying every day. (laughs) But when you keep listening for it and keep wanting it and keep consistently putting in the effort to want to find a balance, it will happen eventually. And sure, you're going to have setbacks, but that's the point of a relationship. Am I right? 
So that's going to be the point of today's episode. We're going to talk about what I have learned specifically from my experience with relationships and also what I've read about in terms of finding the perfect balance in your relationship. And don't get me wrong, every relationship is different. What you apply to one relationship might not be the same case for the other relationship, but it's important that you think about it always when you're reacting to things and handling someone else's emotions. And this ties into with how your relationship is with your significant other versus your friend. I mean, you would like to think that you have a good level of communication with your significant other, but that not be the case 100%. So when you communicate with your best friend, it might not be the same method of approaching the same type of communication with your significant other. And relationships with your significant other is actually kind of tough because Love can definitely blind you in more ways than one, and it can cover you from the actual issues that exist in your relationship to the point where you're basically in denial. And that's something that's really difficult to have because you probably won't even realize there's something wrong until you sit down and really think about it. But you have to expose yourself to that realization that your relationship is not perfect, And that's the first thing I've definitely seen is critical in relationships, especially with your significant other. And that's the aspect of communicating. But I want you guys to really drill this into your head. Communication does not mean just speaking. It means speaking and listening. So you have the freedom to tell your significant other what's wrong. But you should also make room to hear out your partner's reaction to the situation, and how you can come to common ground. Sometimes it's very easy to get angry, scream, and let out your emotions, but then not completely be open to the reaction of the other person. And this is sometimes where we fall short in terms of our relationships. I mean, think about it. A relationship is supposed to be two-sided, so the communication should also be two-sided. So be ready to really listen when your partner is sharing and reacting to a certain situation. And kind of tying into that is the fact that you should be able to embrace disagreements. I mean, relationships are not going to be perfect. There's not going to be a relationship in your life where there isn't a conflict at one point. And you should be willing to disagree, but open to the fact that you can find middle ground and come to something that both of you like. But being able to do this, you have to be able to respect the other person, even though it's not in the same views or the same way that you would handle something. This applies especially to a significant other because this is someone you want to spend the rest of your life with. So if you can't handle the arguments and coming to middle ground, it's going to be a very difficult road later on in life, especially when you're going to become tied together like marriage, kids, pets, houses, mortgages, and other things that you're going to share in ownership. And it's funny because not really that many people think about that in the beginning of their relationship, but as things get more serious, that's when you really consider, is this person going to be somebody I can handle while dealing with everything else going on in life? And it's something to really think about before you get really serious with someone. And that's another thing when it comes to disagreements. You have to think about Is this something really worth bringing up and arguing about? Personally, a lot of things that bother me are usually stupid ones because it's something that I can get over within about an hour or two. 
But when I do get frustrated with something, I give myself a minute. Think about it and maybe sit there for a little bit and wonder to yourself, is this really something that you want to get mad at? Then watch after like an hour or two or an overnight sleep. It won't bother you anymore. For whatever reason, it honestly could be something indirect, like something that was stressing you out during your day that made you focus on that one specific event and make you angry about it. And the cool thing about that is that it gives you a practice with self-control. Because being bothered by every little thing is also a hard quality to have in a relationship. And sometimes it's just because of your mood and everything else that's stressing you out or annoying you. You're just taking it out in your significant other. However, after the 24 hours when you've thought about the situation and it's still bothering you, another thing I've learned is to just be true to yourself. Even though what you're feeling may be stupid or may be something minuscule, it is important to let it out. If you're hiding things, if you're embarrassed about it, it makes their partner feel like you have issues being yourself around them. And authenticity is really important, especially with your significant other, because that's somebody that is going to be seeing every single emotion that you have, whether it's sadness, happiness, depression, anger, hurt, fear of something. They're going to be there to see every single emotion that you let out. And also another thing, what you give is what you get back. So if you make it seem like you're not comfortable in the relationship to talk about your feelings and be really you, the other person will feel the same way. Then they'll start hiding their feelings and then it'll cause this unintentional gap in the relationship. And if it goes on for years, it becomes this built up emotion that never is really directly said and it causes these these arguments that actually start from these underlying problems and the more you cover something, the harder it is to get to the bottom of it. So it's better to bite the problem as soon as it happens. And once you see that, it becomes easier to really talk about your problems the more you do it, which really ties into something about prioritizing yourself because you are letting out what's bothering you, but also are showing the other person that you're willing to work on it and improve on something and find middle ground for it. Which then ties into another thing that's important for relationships to have a healthy balance. And that's making sure that you are not scheduling your time around the other person. Again, me, I am a people pleaser. I like to make sure everyone around me is happy, even though I'm still kind of slacking on my own happiness sometimes. And this can be a blessing and a curse because when you're not putting yourself first, you're actually putting yourself at risk. And I've seen in lots of relationships where someone basically goes ghost. And this is a very difficult quality to have because although your friends will never leave you, if you're true friends, they won't leave you. No matter how many times you've spoken to them in the past two weeks, past month or past year, they'll still be around when you come back. But it definitely puts a strain in how your friends see your relationship. So this is kind of another aspect of having a well-balanced relationship, and that's identifying when you are supposed to be independent from someone else. It's honestly very important to have your own time away from couple time because it keeps you connected with yourself. If you're so invested in things to do together or things that your significant other likes, you start to lose who you are as a person separate from that other person. And what you learn from your independent experiences, you can actually bring together in a positive way in your relationship and you can both learn from each other's experiences to continue making experiences together. Like one of the biggest examples is that my boyfriend's only into sports. I was never into sports before I met him, but having that kind of exposure to sports got me all excited about it. 
Me, well, you know, I'm kind of on the opposite side of being an athlete. You won't catch me in a basketball court unless it's watching and play. You won't catch me doing any type of sports besides working out. That's something different. But an actual sport like soccer, football, baseball, track, softball, anything, I won't be really a big part of that. I'm more a music person. So my likes for musicals, for shows, and other things musically involved, that's something he appreciates now because obviously he's talking to somebody who's into music, but that's what's important is having something you both independently like to come together and try new things and have new different experiences. And that's another thing too, having your own independence from their relationship actually keeps it interesting because you guys can do some totally different things that you've never done before and try new things, even food. I could go on and on about this topic. For example, I've never been to an actual football game before I met my boyfriend because I wasn't really into sports like that. I mean, I would go to college football games, but other than that, I wasn't really involved in that. And those ended up being actually really fun even the tailgates and everything. Oh, I miss football. I miss going to games. I don't know about you guys. Just talking about it makes me all sad. But yeah, and even another thing, there's food as well. I mean, I always say this. I'm a Thai fanatic. I'm obsessed with Thai food and even Chipotle. And before I met my boyfriend, he never even tried Chipotle. So it was cool for me to be kind of his first Chipotle experience. Even just that little thing was very interesting. But yeah, having your independent experiences is so important, you guys. I mean, a little bit of my experience comes from the fact that I had to schedule my own time around somebody else. This was how it was in my previous experience. And I didn't realize that it was so toxic until I had someone now to compare with and see that that's not really how a relationship should be. You shouldn't feel like you can't speak up. You can't talk about something. You can't do what you want just for the other person to be happy. It shouldn't be like that. And generally speaking, as a girl, and I know my friends can agree with me and all the women listening to this podcast, we are more the givers and the caretakers type of people. We tend to put everyone else's needs before ours. And that's such a powerful thing, but it can drain us sometimes. That's kind of the point of being able to discuss things and be comfortable with yourself and how you feel and exposing these feelings to your significant other. It's hard because you want to expect the other person to react a certain way, but almost all the time, the other person is not exactly like you. You're not going to expect them to see your side completely right away. And even if they do see your side, it's kind of unfair to expect that they'd feel the same way about a certain topic as you because they're their own person. And I did struggle that with things in my previous experience. I was afraid to talk about how I felt because I was worried about the other person's reaction. And that in the end hurt me because all the things I wanted to do, I was unable to really open up with. Thus, things like that really makes the relationship toxic and it's hard to really get out of things like that because you almost don't want to hurt the other person's feelings, but you're doing it at the risk of your own. So that's why when you start a relationship, it's important that you really understand the value of yourself. You yourself are important as your own person. And although you're about to be a part of someone else's life, it's important not to forget about what's yours and what's your passions and your goals in life. 
A lot of people can argue that it's hard to reach your goals when you're in a relationship, but you really can do both. It's doable. You just have to keep consistently making the effort to put yourself first and also prioritize your relationship as well, which again is easier said than done because every day is going to be different. Sometimes you're going to have to put more self-care. Sometimes you're going to have to put more effort and attention for your significant other. It really depends on the day, but you kind of have to read it out and figure out what the best direction is for you for that day. So that being said, allow yourself to be yourself, but also let your significant other do the same. And that ties into another thing that we all love to talk about, and that's trust. It's so important to trust your significant other. It is literally the backbone of all relationships, especially at our age in the 20s. And you guys know damn well what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the looking through someone's phone, looking through their social media DMs, looking through their pictures. That is right there. Another big problem with people of our generation is that sometimes our trust levels are very shaky. Let me tell you something from my experience and seeing from other experiences that I've seen. Going through someone's stuff is never, 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 never the right solution. And although you might find something that you had a suspicion about, what good does it feel? You're just hurt after. Yeah, sure, you feel right that your suspicions led you to that point. But then right then and there, your trust is broken with your significant other. That's honestly sometimes something that you can't go back and fix. Sometimes it's permanently damaged when trust is broken like that. And it sucks because when that happens and your significant other is, for example, on their phone, you're stuck with this mindset like, what are they doing on their phone? Are they being loyal? Are they talking to someone that I'm really uncomfortable with them talking to? And that just leads again to indirect aggressive feelings and feelings that in relationships are really toxic. So the best thing about it is that if you're suspicious about something or trying to see if there's something wrong with their social media or how they're talking to people, honestly, just bring it up. I know it's easier said than done, but talking about it is like the best way to resolve your problems. Which brings me to the fact that when there are problems, they shouldn't be really shared out with public or with that many people. Sure, you're going to want to reach out to your closest friend and maybe ask for advice on how to deal with things. But honestly, the truth of the matter is, no matter how close you are with your friend, your friend is not your significant other. How they will react could actually surprise you. So sometimes it's better to just stay private about it and maybe talk about it right away with your significant other so that you don't have to go to social media or other people to talk about your problems. Because a big concern that comes about it when you're talking to other people or social media is that it looks really bad. Other people looking at your information will then start to think, oh, well, their relationship's really rocky. I thought they were so perfect. And that's a major issue with social media. You could look on Instagram and see all these couples that seem like they're so happy and the next thing you know, they break up. So don't plan your expectations on what you see in social media and compare yourself to how other people are portraying themselves. Because this is the hard truth. No matter how perfect the picture is, there's a story behind it. There's a story before it. There's a story after it. And there's going to be issues and problems surrounding every relationship. So it's best to kind of keep your focus on your relationship because that is what's important, right? 
what you see in social media and what you compare to others, it might not be the way that your relationship is even ever going to go. So that being said, the advice that's given to you from your friends, your family, or other people on your relationship might not be the best way to handle it. And that's just what they are, their opinions. And your relationship is your relationship and it should operate how you and your partner want it to be operated. And again, that's why communication is so important because blowing up on social media or putting all of your arguments on social media, it's definitely not going to work out for you in the end and it's just going to look super toxic. A really public example of this is Ron from Jersey Shore. I mean, him and Jen Harley always go at it on social media. And I don't even know how they are now. But if someone asks, how are Jen and Ron? Everyone's going to be like, who knows? They fight every other day. And that just looks so bad on social media. Like you don't want your personal information and all those stories to come out like that to the public. And although our public might not be as big as Ron and Jen, it's still shown to the public of people who look at us from the outside. And when they see all these arguments on social media and all these issues put in public, it kind of gives a bad angle to them. And you know your friends and your family will take your side. So posting something public like that will really get them reactive. They'll reach out to you and be like, listen, I don't know if I'd like this person anymore. I don't know if they're a good addition to your life. And that already puts a negative outlook on your relationship from their side. And then that also undermines your significant other. Can you imagine? That's also another thing. When things go wrong, a good thing that I like to do is to put myself in their shoes. Although I would never post something like an argument on social media. It's just an example. If something were to happen... What would happen if they made something about you? What would happen if all of their friends and all their family want to attack you and tell you that you're not the right person for them? Right? Thinking about it, shit hurts, bro. Like, think about it. It would really hurt to feel that way. So why would you want to put your significant other in that same feeling? And that doesn't apply to just social media. Putting yourself in their shoes is so critical. Both of you deserve to be happy, so you have to think about that while you're feeling away too. You need this time to work on yourself, well what about for them? If you are demanding time for yourself, then you should also consider your significant other also wants the same, and wants to achieve their own career goals and their own life goals as well. So that's why support is so, so, so important. It's so important to support each other's life goals and career goals and everything they want to achieve in life. It's such a great feeling knowing that someone supports you and all your goals and all the things you want to do, as crazy as it sounds sometimes. It's so nice to just know that there's a support system that when all things fail and all things go wrong, if they do, you have someone to fall back on and someone that you can talk to and someone who can comfort you during those times. Like, I am personally going to be your number one biggest fan. I love to support my friends, my family, and my boyfriend and all their goals in life. And it excites me when they complete something that they feel like completes a part of them. And especially with relationships with your significant other, it's so important to continuously build each other up because... When they win, you win too. It's something that you're building together. It's something that you're working on together. 
And it'll make them feel good and you'll motivate each other. And it's just such a good feeling when you both have each other's back. It's good to know that you have someone that you talk to all day, every day who is rooting for you. And that makes your bond so much stronger. And just like fitness, you need to consistently make effort to make your body stronger. You also need effort to keep your relationship stronger. It's not just, oh, once you get them, you stop trying. That's where a lot of relationships in our age start to die out. It's where the famous words unconditional love comes to play. There's going to be some things about your significant other that you don't necessarily love, but the truth is no one's perfect and no one's going to be 100% what you expected them to be. And plot twist, your kids and your pets will not be in any way, shape, or form as perfect that you want them to be. And that's how it's going to be, because if you do want kids or if you do want a pet, you're going to have to learn what unconditional love is. Like, do I love when my puppy tries to eat everything, including my hands, my feet, and my clothes? No, but does that mean I don't love him anymore? No. It's patience, especially because he's learning, and this applies to relationships too. Every day is a learning day. It's going to be a new day every day. And life will challenge your relationship and add so many new challenges and things that will put your relationship to the test. But what matters is that you're patient about it and never wanting to give up on it. It is a joint effort to continuously want to keep things going. But when you put your best foot forward and try to refrain from giving up during rough times, that can help keep a very healthy relationship. If you do see someone in the long run to want to be part of your life forever, it's going to have to be that way as well. Life isn't always going to be a bucket full of sunshine. So it's important, you know, to just continuously check up on your significant other. And never, ever, ever forget about date nights. Date nights are so, so important. And sometimes when you're comfortable and you just keep going about your routine and doing the same thing every week, you forget that sometimes it's good to have a step back from the busy life and just come together and do a date night. And this could be something small, like even cooking something together or watching a movie together. But just that time is so important to just be able to sit down and talk about each other's feelings and maybe things that the other person was worried about or stressed about or sad about for the week. And talking about it can really help. That's the thing, right? By being in our 20s, we're really social. We're really open to communication. So it's important for this time to practice how we handle situations and having these relationships. You got to look at it as something that you're willing to learn and grow from. And a lot of growing comes from owning up to your mistakes and apologizing for things that you really should apologize for. In a relationship, it's not always the other person's fault. There's a lot of things that you personally do that sometimes can cause problems and realizing that you as well are not a perfect person. It becomes easier to talk about problems and really confess and figure out where the issues can be resolved. And I don't know why it's so hard for a generation to say sorry. Sorry is so important in a relationship. You're owning up to things that you genuinely made a mistake on. And when that happens, you're actually exposing yourself to your significant other and really putting that pride aside. It's the beauty of compromise. And compromise is one of the biggest keys to holding a relationship. You guys are a team and you have to work together to get to your goals. And that being said, a healthy relationship is honestly just enjoying each other's company and growing together. And that's something so beautiful and positive that can be 
a great addition to your life while you're trying to work out your 20s. So that's about it for the episode. Uh, Major takeaways from this episode include, one, communication is key. It's honestly the foundation that leads every healthy relationship. Also, trust. Trusting in each other helps you not only have a positive mind of conscience, but also helps you and your partner to grow together with an open and honest space. And finally, you must keep the effort consistent because relationships are an everyday grind and worth it if both of you are willing to take that step and work together towards a more positive future. And end of the day, this is someone that you want to spend your life with and you want to be happy with. So it should be a good time and it should be something that you both want to embrace as a learning experience and grow together in life. And as Maya Angelou once said, love recognizes no barriers. It jumps hurdles, leaps fences, penetrates walls to arrive at its destination full of hope. So never give up for that person you love. All right, you guys, thanks for listening. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and share this podcast. And if you guys have any messages, questions, or topics that you'd like me to talk about on this podcast, just hit me up on Instagram at at Podcasts. That's F-E-E-L-I-N-P-H-I-L-L-I-N-E podcasts. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Bye.